Merry Christmas, and welcome to a brand new Shellheads. My name is Sergio. I'm your host. Uh, I'm here with your other host, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Merry Christmas. How's it going? Uh, Merry Christmas to you, too, Sergio. Uh, Maybe happy holidays. Happy holidays. Well, uh, uh, Merry Christmas Hanukkah for all of our, you know, inclusive people out there. Well, I'm pretty sure smashing them all together like that is equally offensive to all of them. So I'll know. I'm including everyone. I'm not being offensive. It's just like, hey, whatever you celebrate. (laughs) Or we truncating all of them. Happy holidays, which would be the generic, you know, whatever you believe in, enjoy. Well, now that that's out of the way, welcome to our, our, our annual Christmas episode. Uh, this one we've actually been uh, toiling away at for months, haven't we, uh, Jeff? We have. We have. Uh, I, I finally uh, like put, put some time in and edited everything down, and we, we have a whole episode's worth of stuff, so that's good. That's very good. This is still a regularly numbered episode, so mm-hmm. you know what that means. It's time to see what's in Sergio's box. I was very worried you weren't going to get that cue. Very good, Jeff. <laughs> On your toes this evening. Yeah. Uh, yes. So so even though it is the middle of the Christmas season, uh, I'm still getting things in the mail. It's Christmas for you all year long. That's right. I, I spend money on stuff I want. Um, and these were t- it's the two things that are in, in my box this week uh, are two things that I've been kind of. One of them I've been waiting on a long time. One I've been really trying to snipe on Walmart.com for about a month now, and Mm. I finally was able to. Oh, wow. That's not easy to do. Yeah. Uh, The first one I just got uh, in in the mail from NECA, uh, (coughs) my pizza monster. Oh, nice. And I'm I'm telling you, man, they, they really have their best artists and their best sculptors. And all of their money behind this 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 uh, this cartoon line because oh, yeah. everything they did this year, every single figure that they did this year is top notch. And this one is no different. It is absolutely killer. It is huge. It, it it's intimidating. I love it. I do love that episode. Okay, the next thing in my box is one that is going to to warrant a conversation. Uh, I was able to snag one of the reproduced turtle blimps. Okay. Okay. Uh, and at, at first glance, you're like, oh, cool. They re-released the tur- turtle blimp, just like they did the turtle van, right? Just like the party wagon. And nope. while the, the party wagon's a pretty faithful recreation, you know, like it's not perfect. The box is a bit different here and there, but it's... They, they were doing their best, and by they I mean playmates, right? Yeah. The turtle blimp. What when we announced that they did this? What was the first thing you pointed at and said, "Hey, where's that?" Like, yeah, like there's stuff missing. There's no bombs. There's no you know, artwork's different. Yeah, the artwork's different. The uh, bombs are missing, um, and there is a, a very good reason for it. Not because they can't make bombs anymore, because they made bombs for the for the party wagon. Yeah. It's missing because they are using the wrong, like, glider. What? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had heard a rumor 
that they were doing this and I, I didn't see everyone like on the internet explode about it. So I just kind of ignored the rumor, but the turtle blimp glider from the original cartoon is not being used in these, these recreations. It's the glider from the 2012 cartoon repainted. I have so much anger and rage behind what I've just heard. Like, it's the wrong thing. <laughs> and the thing is, is like, unless like unless you know what to look for and know to compare it to the 2012 blimp, you wouldn't know that it's different. You know, th- like they are significantly different, but I never owned the original blimp. Who Maybe to the casual. Yeah, uh, if, if you owned the original consumer. blimp, you would probably, you know. Oh, I did realize this well, now i'll be honest with you now i i don't recall ever seeing the 2012 blimp so that point of reference i thought they just made some changes you know to to the you know, i was like well okay can they not have bombs now I'm like who's buying this you know and so that's, <laughs> that's what i freaking thought so from my frame of reference having not ever seen that 2012 blimp I'm even more furious. I'm like, why are you out of all things? Why have you not gotten your act together? And just, it's not that difficult or it is difficult and you shouldn't do it. Look at a guide. Like, like, like those are the things like you either have the mold and you use it or you don't have the mold and you don't make the blimp. There's not this weird third option. That's like, we don't have the mold, but we're going to make the blimp anyway. Like, this isn't MacGyver. This is Ninja Turtles. Uh, just, are you going to sell it? I don't know. I, I don't know. I would get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. Like, I've never a owned a Trojan any horse blimp. is what it is. I've, I've never owned any of the, bl- the, the blimps. So, like, well, I mean, I guess, you know, look, I ain't telling you what to do. I'm just saying I would be like, hey. Y'all sent me the wrong thing. Like, there's o- it's only a crime if there's evidence of a crime. Oh, and, there's evidence. It's and me owning it and being able to point to it and point to pictures of the 2012 blimp and say, this is a crime. A crime has happened. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. It's It blows my mind that it, it's on store shelves today and more people aren't complaining. You heard it here first, folks. You might have heard it here first. I don't know. Like second, I'm I I heard it from someone else, and was like, let let me verify this before I spout it to the world, like a good journalist would do. Right. (laughs) You you heard it here second. Yeah. Uh, go and complain to playmates on all them social media platforms. What have y'all done? Yeah, like it, it it was not a banner year for playmates. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, I don't even know what they're still making. How are they still in business? I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but it's just like what do they do? What do they make? I I don't know. Maybe they're just first in line at the plastic plants. Like cuz they're still like their output is impressive. Like the the things that they are putting on shelves at the rate they're putting them on shelves is better than any of these other toy manufacturers. Yeah. 
because I'm seeing way more Playmate stuff on shelf. Maybe because no one's buying them. I don't know. But that could be it. There are infinitely more Walmarts than there are Targets, and every single Walmart I go to has Turtles on the shelves. It's kind of like all the um, all the Bayformers toys. Once the mm-hmm. movies are there, those things are left on the shelves for months and months because nobody wants them. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Same difference. It's it's. It, I I don't know why I'm both infuriated and really impressed that they got made this made it all the way to market with this thing. Well, it's impressive. We're, we're watching you, playmates. We're on to your your schemes now. Your shenanigans. Your shenanigans. <laughs> uh, that does it for what's in Sergio's box. Kind of a light week. Uh, what's next, Jeff? And now it's time for the news. A special holiday edition of the news, Jeff. Um, not that any of our news is holiday related. Uh, hey, whoever gets, whoever gets Christmas money, you know, from grandparents or uh, in that stocking, they they could spend that hard-earned cash or gift cards on them internets or That's in retail true. stores. Yeah, and, and and I guess we should just jump in, into the lion's share of the news, and that, that does come out of NECA. So what, what you got? Well, first up. Um, we are getting, uh, they, they've been posting, um, these blister card checklists, uh, on, on social media. And the one that caught my eye, uh, first was the, uh, the nineties movies, um, uh, blister cards checklists. And, uh, what do I see to the right of the nineties, uh, movie checklist is the secret of the use. Ding, 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 ding. Called it. Yeah. We, we, oh, we've yeah. said multiple times this year that that was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it, they look fantastic. we got all four turtles. Mm-hmm. All different face sculpts. And looks to be body different, you know, differences as well. Uh, they're a, a lighter green. Yep. Um, yeah. And, and, the, and the face sculpts are reminiscent of the face sculpts from the secret of the use. So, Oh yeah. Like just, just like there's the, the weird differences between the turtles heads in the first movie, those exist in the second movie, but they're different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, you've got Tokon Rezar already out. I don't recall seeing regular shredder. Uh, they, I don't know if they did a full body of, of, uh, secret of the use shredder. But <clears throat> now there is an image of it out there. And guess yeah. what? Looks like Shredder. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got your three Super Shredders, which are already out. Um, regular. Right. Three Super Shredders before we got any any turtles from that movie. That's crazy to me. Ridiculous. Crazy. Um, and then, of course, on the original 90s uh, movie side, we've got we've already we already talked about Farmhouse uh, Casey and April mm-hmm. and April now with very good knees. <laughs> <laughs> Just take those knees and swap them for the other one uh, if you want, maybe. Uh, I think the only other piece of news news off of this card uh, is the April news. Oh, and Michelangelo. Well, we knew we knew that. I didn't. 
Yeah, we talked about Michelangelo as the mummy, like when like when those skews popped up on on. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, that's been a hot minute. Yeah, we don't have a picture yet of, of Michelangelo as the mummy or April O'Neil as the bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, that should be the bride of Raffenstein, but you know, <laughs> womp womp. Ugh, ugh, ugh. They usually don't let you be that funny until you have kids, Jeff. Uh, well, you know, I watch a lot of TV. <laughs> uh, you want to jump over to one of these other blister card thingies? Uh, I'll checklist. Let you, I'm going to let you take the next one. Uh, the checklist I'm going to take is the comic video game uh, checklist, uh, which is an interesting pairing, but I guess they all, they all fit in the same image. So that's fine. Uh, we have some figures in here that have not really been mentioned before. Uh, I the, at least that not that I'm aware of. Um, we of course get a full shot of Armagon like we've seen already. That one's not out yet, but right next to him in it is Granitor and Trag yeah. from the video game. Now, what what games what like what game were they in? Uh, they were in the original, the first arcade game. That seems right. That seems right. Uh, so yeah, yeah, they're they're the video game version uh, of those two characters. I would assume it's a two pack. Most of the characters in this run have not been two packs. The only two pack that they've really had is the pirate bebop and pirate rocksteady. And those are still having trouble hitting stores. So who knows when these two are going to be out, Uh, but they are clearly pictured here. Same thing with uh, a green foot soldier and a pink foot soldier. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those we haven't seen yet. Uh, hopefully they'll be pretty easy to find. Maybe maybe they're a two pack as well. Who knows? Uh, the last, I guess, I guess kind of piece piece of news on here uh, is we finally get a good look at the Fugitoid. Yes, yes we do. Yeah, uh, and and like the the images that they provided, they they were like you visit our our website and go to our our Dropbox page and you can see a 300 DPI scan of this image. And so when you download the picture, like you get a, a nice, nice close up of Professor Honeycutt and all of his 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 shaded glory. Yeah. Yeah. Like he looks so much like a cartridge, like a like a comic drawing. Yeah. that If you told me he was drawn on this sheet of paper, I'd believe you. Oh, definitely. And the same thing for the the um, the San Diego exclusive black and white turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I wish I had gotten some of those. Yeah. Really hate that I didn't. Now you didn't get uh you you got the uh the color uh Neko ones uh, Yeah. okay. Yeah, I got I got two sets of those. Um I also got the April and I got the uh the Shredder set. And I got the Mausers. Funny enough. I think I got April. I can't remember. Now the uh That does it for that checklist. Uh, they released three of them this week. So what's the third one, Jeff? Third one is the, the 80s. coup de gras. The coup de gras. Uh, the third one is the '80s uh, turtles uh, figure line, and man, some 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 beef is to be had in this one. Yeah, yeah, just unceremoniously, dr- like dropping dimes on us. W- what's the biggest news that you can point to on here, Jeff? Ooh, neutrinos. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. 
yeah, the, the, all three neutrinos look like they're going to be released as a single thing. Oh, yeah. I, at least I would hope. Yeah. Like may, maybe a three pack. They don't really do three packs, so I don't I don't know how that but, but they're also tiny. I, I, I don't know what the scale on them, on them is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be another Danny situation. Oof. But they look OK. The heads might be a little big. I think they'll, I know they'll be fine. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we got the neutrinos coming, which I, I don't want to say I called that, but it's one of those that's been kind of on my wish list. Right. Um, but there also uh, are two, uh, like, good shots of the Toka and Razar figures uh, oh, that yeah. are based on the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of new characters, a couple of characters that we had not heard heard of yet. What are those two? Oh, the uh, rock soldier infantry infantryman. <laughs> yes, infantryman. And the crooked ninja turtle goon. Yeah, yeah. Those those are the two that. Uh, I hope that's a two pack. That's a weird two pack, though. Yeah, like I was kind of hoping, you know, we would get, you know, because what there were what four. There were, there were four Crooked Ninja Turtle goons and then Slash. Uh, not to be confused with Slash the Evil Turtle. True. Um, so I was thinking, you know, you know, two pack of, of one one set of Crooked Ninja Turtle goons and then another pack and then maybe Slash by himself. But maybe they can't do Slash because, you know, Slash Turtle. No, they, they could totally do Slash. Or they could do Slash for cash. You but know, like, that. are there are there any functional differences in the Crooked Ninja Turtle goons? Other than weapons, no. Maybe it'll just be one figure. Yeah, it's just one figure, and all the different weapons come with it. Yeah, and you just have to buy four of them. Just buy four of them. Yeah, or it, like they, they if it is a two pack with you know the goons and the infantrymen, like by that four times you have all four crooked ninja turtle gangs and you have four rock soldier inf- infantrymen for yeah. the uh you know rock soldier army builder yeah mhm so not bad uh, no what you might have missed on here jeff is we get a really good look at and it might be our first look at usagi ojimbo i was actually about to mention that yeah and it ex- looks exactly like him yeah yeah, I'm, I I will be picking that one up. Yeah, that one is not bundled next to another character, so I would assume that's going to be a standalone ultimate figure. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much the news that came out of these images. It's it's crazy. Like no press releases, no official news posts. Just like, hey, here's a checklist, and then you check the checklist, and it's there's stuff on it that you didn't know existed. That's kind of cool. Like a, it's like a like a where, where's Waldo? Like yeah. Ooh. You know, so it's really cool. I immediately downloaded all these images and put checks on the ones that I had. So there you go. Checklist achieved. Nice. Uh, That does it for the NECA news. Uh, What else do we have? Well, that's it for that NECA news. What else do we have? Um, Oh, yeah, we've got the uh, pre-orders are up now. For the army builders, uh, mousers and foot soldiers. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess, I guess manufacturing wise, they're caught up enough 
and distribution wise, they're caught up enough to comfortably just take pre-orders for things that people want a whole bunch of. Right. Yeah. Because they're, they're offering the, the ultimate foot soldier figure, which is the one that you would buy at target. And it's just a foot soldier with the maximum amount of accessories. Right. Yeah. With exchangeable heads. But ultimately, he's just a foot soldier. Yeah. You can buy these in the NECA store right now with no cap on like a quantity. For the next, what, two weeks? Mm, I think until sometime in January. Let me see. Um, I don't know how long. I know it's I know it's for longer than they would usually do it. So do, do it as soon as you can, of course, because they, they say there's no quantities, but I'm sure there's a cap on how many they will sell you sell, you know, the world. Yeah. Uh, the other the other thing is just a pack of Mausers. It comes with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven ish. Mausers, no, six Mausers. Uh, with interchangeable heads and a whole bunch of other accessories like mice and whatnot. Um, the packaging has not been shown for this. I'm assuming it'll be pretty small because all of these things are very small. Um, but that has like that's kind of been a a collector's like collectors have been <laughs> complaining about not having enough Mausers. Yeah, and this is their way to get them. And it's not a bad price, forty bucks for you know. So, yeah, these things are like an inch and a half tall or two inches tall, depending on if they're bending over. Mm. But they will scale properly with your seven inch figures. Yeah. Uh, And these also are being sold without of like a cap. You can buy like 12 of these if you want. Yeah. If anybody out there wants to buy us some army uh, building (laughs) figures, uh, care of P.O. Box. (laughs) Well, I, I did buy – like I already have the ultimate uh, foot soldier, so I didn't need that one. Uh, but I did order a pack of these Mausers because I'm, I'm just curious how they're packaged and, you know, what just what what does it look like when you don't buy a full-scale figure, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I remember us talking about wanting these to exist, and I'm legitimately surprised that they're not packaging this with a, with a Baxter Stockman. It is kind of weird. But like this, this should be Baxter with five Mausers. Yeah. Like, I remember back in the day with, with the 80s toy line that they didn't make little ones because they thought kids would probably stick them up their nose or eat them or whatever. And um, because kids are so much more responsible today. Um, and these aren't, for ch- these aren't for children. I know they're not for children. <laughs> uh, but there was like one big Mouser and he was a wind up. Uh, I was like, man, it's a huge mouser, but the same size as the turtles. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that does it for that piece of news. Um, I got a couple here. Okay. This isn't really news. It's just something that I stumbled across. I will not be buying it. I'm saying it out loud, putting it on wax. So in six months, if I if if one of the Sergio's box segments is me buying this, someone call me out. <laughs> Well, didn't I call you out the first time with the first thing? You did. Look, look, I got that on sale. This. I'm calling it now, folks. This is 
Did you know that they're selling a, a tabletop version of the arcade one up arcade machine? Oh, you talking about the uh, like 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 uh, like you would see at a bar? Yeah, yeah. It's just like a like a little two. It's it's got two joysticks and you know two sets two sets of buttons, and it's it's tabletop. I have I have seen images of that, but I'd not seen it in the wild. It's a uh, it's 150 bucks, which is way it, 150 bucks at Best Buy. Regular price is two two thirty, but this is pretty easy to swallow. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Again, I have this full size thing. Like I'm not gonna I'm not buying this. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's adorable and so affordable. If anybody wants to buy Jeff a tabletop uh, TMNT arcade one-up game, uh, please <laughs> reach that's, out to us. That's not the theme of this Christmas episode, Jeff. It it's is not Christmas. our Christmas it's list. It's all about the giving. You give to the shellheads. It's like, you know, we give you entertainment every week. It's not asking for much. Just an arcade cabinet. You don't so. do it every week, Jeff. Not every week. <laughs> Bi-weekly. It's like a comic issue. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is it, the, the, it's kind of old news at this point. We just kind of missed it last time. We didn't miss it. We just didn't miss. We missed the follow up. We talked about uh, last week about the the, the the IDW direction they're going. Uh, that was like after Eastman and Laird, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it was this really cool image. Uh, Sophie Campbell did uh, of, of the turtles posing as if it's the, the second you know, the first or the second page of the uh, of book one. Tom Waltz tweeted out a bit more context on that, uh, because what Sophie initially posted was honestly very confusing because it, it looked as if it was a new series or a spinoff or so, something that uh, was a, was quite a deviation from the current IDW run. Mm-hmm. Well, what Tom Waltz tweeted, and uh, I don't know if you have this, Jeff. I'm going to throw it over to you in the chat. Tweeted out an additional picture that is the cover of the free comic book day issue from next year. And it's another drawing uh, by, I think that's Sophie Campbell's art. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's the turtles, of course, wearing the same costumes that they were wearing in the other drawing. But it also has a picture of Jenica. Like Jenica is included in the art. Ooh. Yeah. And ah. the what? A freaky guy. And uh, let's see. What is what does he say in this tweet? He says in 2022, Rat King will take things to a whole new twisted level. Uh, starting with Free Comic Book Day, time for the team and T and their best allies and their worst enemies to play the Armageddon game. Ooh. And I, I, I guess that's what this arc is gonna gonna you know be named the Armageddon game. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Ooh, I like it. It's nice. Um, it's good to see Jenica still in play here. Yeah. And this also contextualizes Sophie's picture by saying, no, this is this is going to be the IDW continuity, because if that's Rat King, it's the same Rat King. So it's it's in IDW continuity. We don't have to worry about doing some weird 
like spinoff of Eastman and Laird and all five of the turtles are there. So it's not nearly as alarming as it was. It's still cool. And I'm really looking forward to it, especially coming off of the, how painful the past, I would say 12 months of issues have been. Yeah. This looks like it might be a a relief. So we'll see. Uh, But yeah, as I said, it's just something we didn't miss the news because it wasn't really news news, but now we've talked about it. It's in the past now. Yes. And I think that, yeah, that does it for our news, right, Jeff? Yes, it does. Um, okay. So, so we have a couple of things here. Um, it's Christmas and each year we do something different on for our Christmas episode. This will be dropping probably a day or two before Christmas. So look at that timing, right? Mm-hmm. This year, we have set aside four of our friends. One, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. We have four different segments today. Uh, and the theme is what are your favorite Ninja Turtles things? You know, and and we're 79 episodes into this adventure. I think the world knows what me and you's favorite Ninja Turtles things are. You know, we, we don't need yeah. to make a numbered list. I don't need to get, well, number three for Sergio is this. It's like, no, yeah. like, no, let's get some fresh voices on here. I want to hear what other people have to say. Yeah. Uh, we have four different uh, contributors today. Uh, and on top of that, uh, if you've been listening the past few weeks, uh, I also put kind of a, a call to action out to send us some voicemails uh, to, to call the reality breach line and leave us a voicemail about your Ninja Turtles uh, things. And I've listened to them, Jeff. I, might I say chef kiss on a few of these. Really? I'm very, very happy with the outcome. Uh, and I'm going to use the voicemails as kind of like a like a bumper between each of our segments. Which means we need to listen to one right now. Okay. Are you ready to hear our first voicemail? I'm ready. Okay. Hi there. This is Lexi D. I'm calling about the Shellheads call-in to tell you guys a couple of my favorite Ninja Turtle things. Well, to start, my favorite turtle is Mikey, though sometimes it's Raph. (laughs) And my favorite series is 2K3 because that's the one that originally got me into the show. Uh, My favorite item, though, is mostly my favorite because of the memory it contains. So um, the item itself is a three-foot-tall doll of Michelangelo. And how I got it is, well, uh, a couple years ago, when I first got into Ninja Turtles, I was actually in high school, not a little kid. You know, perfect time to do so. (laughs) But I didn't really have anyone to talk to about it. So mostly I would just rant on my family for a little while, and they would indulge me and just be like, oh, that's really cool, but I'm going to go and do my own thing. (laughs) Regardless, they were still very supportive of my special interests, uh, especially my brother. He was the one who was really cool about it and would actually watch some of the shows with me. Anyways, so one day we go to Walmart at 1 o'clock in the morning. We were both insomniacs, and that would just sort of be our thing, you know. If we couldn't sleep, we'd just go wander around Walmart for a few hours. And one day it's about two weeks before Christmas, and we go to the toy section, and there's this big bin full of a bunch of giant plush figures, one of them being Mikey with a big orange scarf wrapped around his neck. And I absolutely loved it. But I didn't have the money to get him at the time. My brother, though, turns to me and is just like, that's Mikey. He's your favorite, right? Are you going to get him? And I said, no, I, I want to, but it's the last one. And it'll probably be gone when I come later this week with some money. So 
maybe maybe next year. And without saying another word, my brother just goes over to the bin, gets the Mikey figure, and he hands it to me and says, hey, Merry Early Christmas. This is for you. And I got so excited. I hugged that thing all the way home. And the reason it's so important to me is just I don't really talk to my brother as much as I used to. We don't get to hang out. We don't live together with our parents anymore. You know, we both grew up and moved out. We have our own lives. But at least I'll always have that memory of just that moment he was like, hey, I know this is something that really means a lot to you, so I'm going to indulge you, and I hope this makes you smile. And, yeah, that is my favorite Ninja Turtle item. I still have him to this day. He's in a storage box back home in Iowa, but I'm planning to get him next month, so it won't be long. (laughs) But, yeah, I hope you guys have uh, happy holidays and a Merry Christmas, and thanks for letting us fans call in. Bye. Lexi D coming in with an absolute banger out of the out of the gates. I'm in tears like that. Dude, that was a fantastic memory. Yeah. And and she definitely understood the assignment, seeing as it's Christmas. Yeah. So a plus. <laughs> what, what I really liked about her story was that she just openly was like, yeah, I I was in high school. It was weird. It's, you know. But it's fine. They're Ninja Turtles. And, yeah. you know, I'm I'm over here shaking my fist like, yes, because, you know, I really got into Ninja Turtles in college. Like I was into it as a kid and it always lingered. But I really like dug my toes in. In college, so I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. That oh gosh, that's that was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank really you for story. sharing. Yes. So. Uh, I'm going to sprinkle a few more of these in uh, and we're going to come in after each segment and, and kind of talk through uh, the, the, the voicemails. Um, so I guess here's the part where I kick it to our very first guest. And if if you've been listening to uh, Shellheads, uh, you've you probably accidentally stumbled across the episode of Tomes of Evil that I posted in our feed a few months back uh, as as like a three hour teaser for this, you know, 15 minute segment, whatever, this is going to work. This, this is Russ from Tomes of Evil. Uh, he gave us a call. I think it was last month. Here is Russ from Tomes of Evil sharing his turtles things. We'll be back with you after this segment. Hello. Welcome to our next segment. Uh, Jeff is still here. I, I, I'm I'm Sergio. I'm still here. Um, but with us for our second segment of our Christmas Spectacular uh, is a good friend of the show, Russ from Tomes of Evil. How's it going, Russ? Hey. Oh, it's uh, it's going good. And a ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas to everyone. it's like it's so weird preparing so far in advance for this because uh, spoiler alert it's not even it's not even halloween yet and we're like merry christmas guys hey it's christmas it's christmas somewhere right now you know that Mm. that is not how that works yeah it was christmas kind of a nut you are yes it was christmas for me yesterday when they showed that frankenstein Raphael. That's true. Uh, That's true. I guess to put this in context, uh, listeners will have heard that as news almost two months ago. Yeah. (laughs) We're coming to you from the far future. Wait, no. In the distant past. (laughs) So, uh, 
for Christmas, we're having our friends come on and talk about Ninja Turtle stuff that we may not talk about ever uh, because we don't know what everyone you know likes. Uh, the, the the theme, of course, is five to top five Ninja Turtles things. Uh, and uh, as I said in the message that I sent, Russ, was it's intentionally vague because we want you to come up with any five things that you could absolutely think of. And so this is kind of where we hand it off to you, Russ, and say, Russ, Merry Christmas. What are your – that was such an angry Merry Christmas. I'm sorry. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Russ. What is your first Ninja Turtle thing? Next mutation. No. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's been naughty this year. <laughs> I got some turtle coal in my stocking. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, I was originally, I was racking my brain trying to figure out well, five things. That's so broad. Do I get super specific? Do I get super, you know, you know, broad? Use that term again. Uh, but, I don't know if we're allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> she prefers uh, Supergirl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. You were said you were 1940s speak. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, my first thing, uh, I I'm going to say the. Just the act of TMNT figure collecting. Uh, it's a very uh, infuriating thing at times, but it's also, <laughs> once you finally get that figure you want, it's pretty rewarding. And uh, we're in, like, the best time ever for TMNT figures since, like, the 80s. And um, it's awesome. I you're, love it. You're not wrong, man. Like Nickelodeon kind of just pulled out all the valves and said, yeah, everyone can make figures now. Go for it. Yep. <laughs> We're getting figures. I thought we'd I'd never see like at the time of this recording, still looking for that shadow warriors two pack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, never thought we'd get figures from tournament fighters. Never f- thought we'd get, uh, really, I never thought we'd get anything from the 90s movies, but yeah, here we are, and we have a lot of them, <laughs> including yeah. a very short Danny. <laughs> He's a stumpy little fella. Stayed in the wash, Danny. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, f- I feel like they're really testing the market just to see, ex- like, so far everything that they're that, that NECA has put out, the the market is just swallowed up. Mm-hmm. So I think they're really just testing how obscure can we get, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's, but you're not wrong. Like the act of collecting Ninja Turtles figures, like that's an adventure. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're not willing to just drop the money to buy, you know, one that's two hundred dollars and you want to find it in the wild. Yeah, especially yeah. when you don't have a Target in your area like me. <laughs> There's no Targets uh, up there. What? No, not for like an hour. Oh Ooh. no. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> the uh, the the movie turtles, which is what I care about the most, are Walmart, which I have like a hundred of those in my area. So, um, in my hundred mile radius. But uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Finding them is the problem. That's true. Uh, yeah. The, the other day you were you were talking about the Shadow Warriors two pack. Uh, I was trying to explain to my mom what it is, and I was like, "So there's this one scene that's like 15 seconds long, <laughs> and there's two Japanese dudes that almost look exactly the same, and they're wearing ninja outfits. Look for that." <laughs> and she's like, "What? Did you not <laughs> send her a picture?" It, this was before I sent her the picture. Oh, okay. <laughs> But yeah, she it, still it, found one. She yeah, she found one. Uh, lucky you. Well, fantastic. What is your what is your number two Ninja Turtle thing? Okay, so this was when it started to get hard. Uh, I want to shout out my honorable mention that didn't make the list, which was Turtles in Time. Uh, sorry, but uh, there's too much other good <laughs> stuff on here. But um, I'm going to say. The 2K3 animated series. Uh, It revitalized my love for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I was in my, uh, I guess, my teen years. Um, Yeah. 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 Imagine that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that show is just a very timely series. Yes. Yeah, it seemed like they were rebooting a lot of stuff around that time. So it was the perfect storm for me because I had already been exposed to those older 80s and 90s cartoons. And now they were all kind of coming back during my generation. And uh, it was nice. Uh, That show is awesome. Uh, I still love it. Uh, There's some stuff that hasn't aged incredibly well, but... uh, (laughs) um still would rather watch that than the 87 cartoon um and i i now know in hindsight that it's incredibly accurate to the mirage comics so yeah uh i uh anytime i'm watching a turtles cartoon i usually go back to that one not all of the 87 cartoon is bad i didn't say it was bad jeff yeah how do i sound you sound okay Okay. So for listeners, uh, my internet is not working right. So if I sound weird, I apologize. Um, yeah, that that the two K three show because it's so close to the comic book, and because it was kind of spearheaded by Peter Laird, it carries a lot of really good will uh, from comic readers. Mm-hmm. And it was it was kind of the proper Ninja Turtle show we should have always gotten. So it's 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 also part of the reason I'm okay with whatever they do. You know, whatever Nickelodeon yeah. ends up choosing to do, I can always go back to 2K3 and say, here's what it should have been originally. It still exists. I can still watch it, you know? Yep. Yep. So, awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, yeah. What is number three? N- uh, to uh, kind of tie into what we were just talking about there, number three is the comics pretty broad but i couldn't choose between mirage and idw because i love them both um the 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 mirage stuff is just so good you know it's so dark and gritty and uh, violent and then the idw stuff is the best of everything and i have to thank you guys i would have never touched that series if it wasn't for you you all in your show really um yeah Wow. Um, 
Not because I thought it was bad or anything, just because it seemed so daunting. I had already missed the boat on it so much, and I didn't feel like I could ever catch up. <laughs> so, uh, thanks to your show, listening to your episodes on it, and then having to read a bunch of it for the Shredder Tomes of Evil episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so glad I did, because it is... It's incredible. It's one of my favorite comic runs I've ever read. Wow, that is that's high praise. Yeah, because yep. you because you you read a lot of comics. You don't just read certain, you know, Ninja Turtles. I'm just the guy right. who reads Ninja Turtles. Right. Yep. Yeah, I'm the big comic book guy. <laughs> so <laughs> to say that that's one of my favorites is uh, it's it's high praise. Promise. <laughs> Yeah, and and looking at you know what IDW does and and their like their business model and just the quality you would expect out of a basically a licensed comic because that's what it is. Uh, you would expect it just to be well. We need a Ninja Turtles comic on the shelf. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be well written. Uh, we don't really care. It just has to be there. Uh, that is definitely not the case with the IDW series. No, lots of tender love and care went into that series. Um, they really, like, I can't stress this enough for people who haven't read it. They really draw from all corners of TMNT, and I just think it's meshed together so well and so perfectly. Um, yeah, it's it, I can't gush about it enough. I hope NECA starts making IDW figures. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, yep. I want Alapex and Lash Ronin. Okay, Russ. Uh, let's. What's number four? Number four. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the single most important thing to me being a fan of the TMNT, the 1990 movie. Uh, still one of the greatest comic book films that was ever put to screen. Uh. So accurate that it hurts while still adding in a little bit of that 87 cartoon goofiness. And it just works so well. It's it it still holds up incredibly well. And that is uh, really surprising for a 31 year old uh, kids, quote unquote, movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, um, great performances, great action. And just, you got to appreciate the accuracy to the source material. Jeff, what'd you think? Without a doubt. <laughs> There's so many reasons that movie should not have worked. Yeah. Uh, whether it was the, the fact that three pe- it took three people to run the, the, the each turtle's suit. Four. Mm-hmm. Was it, is it four? Four, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... You got the suit actor, the stunt mm-hmm. guy, the voiceover, uh, um, and the puppeteer. Yeah, and it like I think what makes it even more of an accomplishment is like four years before this, uh, He Man tried a live action movie and it did not work at all because they made and it in the real world and that was a dumb idea. Yes, but also I can't imagine how they would have done Eternia in the 80s with that kind of budget. Yeah. Uh, so, Lots yeah. of matte paintings. <laughs> yeah. And models. 
Yeah, literally the only thing that movie has going for it is uh, Frank Langella. That's about mm. it. But anyway, TMNT, <laughs> great movie. Still holds up. Still think it's the best Turtle movie to this day. And I do... I'm sorry, Sergio. I do have a soft spot for Secret of the Ooze as well. But uh, I think that that just came out right at the right time for me. Uh, so, yeah. Um, it's, it's cold it's nostalgia. Awful. It's fine. Yeah, it's awful and it's funny and it like I mean it's it's so bad it's good to me. Um, but, blame yeah, parent the, groups. <laughs> the first one still uh, still holds up. It's all because of Jim Henson, man. Mm-hmm. And they still, look, he, they still look real. He yep. he died between the first one and the second one, right? Yeah, before the before the, yeah. I, I still think those suits look better than the CGI from the Michael Bay movies, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. <clears throat> uh, okay, well, that's the, what was that, number four? That was number four. We got one more. One more. Bruce, what is your number five Ninja Turtle thing? Well, I knew this was going to be kind of a Christmassy episode, and uh, I was originally going to talk about how I just love how, you know, the TMNT makes you feel. And it's, you know, it's it's about brotherhood and camaraderie and teamwork. And it's a perfect blend between absolute crazy sci-fi goofiness and real world serious familial issues. But I just said, F that, I'm going to say the shredder. <laughs> 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 to find That's out more about expected. the shredder, listen to Tomes of Evil podcast. Indeed, <laughs> where we talked for almost four hours about the shredder. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know if we ever uh, got to the bottom of this. Um, why the shredder? I think it stems from. Well, I've always been obsessed with bad guys ever since I was little. Uh, so that kind of makes sense why I have a show all about bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I guess it stems from, he was just so aesthetically awesome immediately that helmet, the claws, um, and like my, my main exposure to the shredder, obviously I saw some reruns of the 87 cartoon, um, on VHS, but it was that 1990 movie where he was almost this, um, this very imposing cult leader almost. Um, and for somebody who was already obsessed with like Darth Vader, he was very much in that same vein as this helmeted bad guy that didn't take any crap from anybody. Um, (laughs) <laughs> then we move on to, you know, 2K3, and that was a really evil and really messed up version of the Shredder. I don't know. It's just I've always been a, um, a- attached to the villains, and he's just so cool looking. I kind of do disregard the 87 version a lot just because he eventually became so goofy. But uh, you got to love Uncle Phil. Um, yeah. Like but, uh, you, you could you could totally count the first season. Mm, yeah. Version. Still think still think he pales in comparison to 
pretty much every other version besides Michael Bay and uh, Next Mutation. Uh, oh, but well, he's definitely better than those 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 last two. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, especially if you look at the Red Sky season when he actually blew up Channel Six. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers, yeah. man. Hey. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I you know I probably. <laughs> I couldn't tell you I couldn't tell you like the pinpoint the exact reason why I'm so drawn to the shredder. I I guess from like a primal stance it is that he's just cool looking. Um but I really started to appreciate him more once we read those IDW comics because that shredder actually had some depth. <laughs> yeah. Just ninjas are cool. Yep. Especially <laughs> evil ninjas with Helmets. I I'm a mark for helmets. Uh, I mean, Darth Vader, Lord Zed, <laughs> basically villains with masks or helmets. I'm I'm there. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So uh, Magneto. Um, yeah. Juggernaut. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm looking at my shelving here. We got uh, Mysterio, Doctor Doom. Yeah, you could just go on and on. That like that would be an interesting case study to 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 basically test the theory: is a helmet an inherently evil piece of clothing? Because how many heroes have helmets? Um, four. Four? <laughs> no, no, no! I said I said Thor, not four. Oh, four. Okay. Four. four. <laughs> It's like, man, he came up with that number fast. <laughs> Four of them. <laughs> uh, Thor's wow. helmet is only a helmet because it is hard. It sits on his head more like a hat. I guess. I mean, it's not you too know? different from it's not too different from Shredder's helmet, actually. I guess you're right. I guess it depends on the version of Thor. Yeah, Shredder kind of has that uh, Shao Kahn helmet going there, which I also love. Uh, but another bad guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess that's just uh, uh, somewhere deep in the ab- abyss of my mind. I have this <laughs> love of helmets. <laughs> uh. Well, when today when I was thinking about, oh, I wonder what Russ is going to choose. I knew I was like, one of those is going to be the shredder, without a doubt. It's gonna, one of them is going to be the shredder, and I'm glad I was. I called it. Okay, well, that does it for this segment, Russ. Where can we find you? Well, you can find uh, me and my co-host Justin the Owl over at the Tomes of Evil podcast, where we talk about. Bad guys from comic books. Um, usually once a month we do a big deep dive on a different comic book villain. And then we have some ongoing shows where we go through each of the appearances of uh, some comic book villains. Everybody from Hobgoblin and the Scarecrow to Darkseid and Doctor Doom. Russ, thank you for joining us. Uh, we have... Hopefully a slew of other people who are going to be joining us, giving us their top five turtles things. Um, But again, thank you 
specifically for being here. <laughs> and uh, Jeff, uh, and actually thank both of you for putting up with my technical difficulties. <laughs> and hopefully this is releasable. Well, there you go. That 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 was our first our first little uh Christmas adventure, huh? Have that are, are you are you still here here with me, Jeff? Yes, I am. Okay. Well, he, here's where we throw to another listener voicemail. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. All right. All right. And a go. Hello, Shellheads Podcast. First time caller, long time listener. I've always been a huge Ninja Turtles fan since the original TV show. Uh, my older brother and I used to watch it and play the NES games constantly and had tons of toys. Uh, we even had a Ninja Turtles uh, decorated room growing up, and I currently have a half sleeve tattoo of the Ninja Turtles. Um, very excited to talk to you about my three favorite Ninja Turtle things. Hard to choose just three. But uh, first up, the concept of family and how it always plays a role in every Ninja Turtle story. Uh, I think it's great. makes the show relatable to everyone, whether you come from a big family or end up choosing your own family throughout life. Um, I love how characters that are the show that are good guys always end up being part of the group in some way or at least friends. Um, next, my favorite movie has to be Secret of the Ooze. Uh, I've seen it far too many times growing up and love quoting it whenever I can, uh, even when it's a little too rash or doesn't make sense. Uh, I loved all the actors in it, and I wish I could afford to collect all the figures, but um, I did just get the Jumbo Mikey Pop from Funko with the pre-fight donuts, and it's really all I need in life. Uh, the final Ninja Turtle thing I'd like to talk about is something I personally made. Uh, a couple years back, I had a not-so-great job that I ended up getting hurt at, and while healing, I decided to take up the hobby of painting. Uh, this was right around the time when the TNNT stand-up arcade from 1UP was being released, and I was planning on getting that, so I decided to find a set of four bar stools off Facebook Marketplace and ended up painting the turtles' heads on each one. Um, Sadly, my family recently downsized, and I had to get rid of my arcade, but I could not part with my stools, seeing as I'm too proud of them, and they look great for me never doing that before. And uh, that's it for me. I have a ton of great memories that involve the Turtles and my older brother playing the games, getting stuff for Christmas, watching the movies over and over again at the sitters, a.k.a. Grandma and Grandpa. Uh, my favorite turtle was always Raph. Um, love the podcast. I think it's great you guys are doing this. I've learned tons from you, and I want to wish everybody a safe and happy holidays. So, another fantastic voicemail. Our listeners are awesome. Yes, indeed. Uh, it breaks my heart that he had to sell his arcade stuff, but, you know, at least you got the bar stools, and you could always eventually get more arcade stuff. That's right. You can, the, the arcade thing is replaceable. Yeah. You know, the, 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 they'll release four or five more variants of it, so maybe you can get one with with more games in it. Who knows? Uh, yeah. but I want to see a picture of the stools. Yeah. And the tattoo, if it's in a, you know, a, a, a decent area. <laughs> no, I want to see a picture of the tattoo too, regardless. <laughs> Word. Here we go. Here we go. Here's a, here's a shellheads promise. If you can get us a picture of those bar stools, I'll put that picture on our Instagram. Hey, there you go. So there you go. You've got a New Year's assignment. We're we're gonna call you uh, Ninja Turtles Barstool Dude or Tattoo Dude because we don't we don't know your name. Yeah, he didn't give his name, did he? No. Oh, that's fine. 
people like their anonymity and anonymity. That's a big beefy word. Apparently I can't talk today. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there's our second uh, voicemail. Uh, let's kick it back to our contributors. Uh, our second contributor this week is going to be the owner operator of offbeat, uh, Philip Rollins himself. Uh, he'll, he has a bunch to say about both offbeat and Ninja Turtles. So let's throw it over there now and we'll be back in a bit. Oh, hello. Hey, we're back. Uh, welcome to our next Christmas segment. Uh, I, I hope you've enjoyed what, what we've done so far. Uh, we, we still have a few more. Um, so uh, Jeff, are you still here? Uh, yes, I am, Sergio. Hopefully we have uh, less technical difficulties this time around because uh, we have a very special guest with us today. We, we, we've we actually mentioned uh, his, his store a few times on the show. Uh, you may have heard us uh, reference Offbeat as a place to get comics. Um, but uh, we've got Philip Rollins, owner and operator of Offbeat, uh, the, a comic slash record shop in Jackson, Mississippi. How's it going, Philip? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, uh, so yeah, you, you, you peddle your wares to us. I, I buy comics from you. I buy action figures and stuff from you. Uh, when, when I reached out and said, Hey, you want to be on Shellheads and, and talk about Ninja Turtle stuff? Uh, what, what exactly, uh, drew you to saying, Hey, yeah, I can do that. Um, the fact that I still have, um, at least three 30 gallon Rubbermaid containers, of my Ninja Turtles as a kid at my mom's house still um, <laughs> is probably a good indicator. And I still have my, I still have like, uh, I found my original TMNT posters. So I've got the, the poster that's like the, the cover art from the old Nintendo game. And I got the poster when Raphael's in the trench coat in the first movie. So I still have those in pretty good condition. A couple, couple of pinholes, but you know, it's still good condition considering it's, from the late 80s, early 90s. Look, anything that was owned by a child back then, if it still exists today, it might as well be a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so so I've like mentioned I, I, Offbeat. Uh, what, what exactly is Offbeat and where can it be found? Um, Offbeat is an alternative culture store. We sell records, comics, designer toys. We are located in um, Jackson, Mississippi, in Midtown, to be specific, at 151 Wesley Avenue. But you can also shop with us online at uh, offbeatjackson.com. Cool, cool. Uh, it is, I, I can say this definitively, probably the coolest place in Jackson. It's uh, a relative term, uh, term cool. So, I mean, I've never been quote unquote cool. Uh, not even in my son's eyes. So, you ooh, know, no one, no one is cool in their son's eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy because I'm just like, you know, I would like kill to ha- have a dad that would own a comic and record store. Oh, yeah. Does it make no sense? <laughs> and he just takes it completely for granted. And he's just like, eh, whatever. I'm going to yeah. own this place, but it's going to be different. <laughs> oh, no. Rebranded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said it's still going to be offbeat, but it's going to be in his vision. I'm like, cool, kid. Just, you know, be be cordial and treat people right. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's so funny. I'd, like every time I'm in there, like I come in there on Saturdays and he's there and he always looks so bored. He's, he's like, <laughs> he's you got to be playing Roblox or something. Comics and toys. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, let's delay no longer. Uh, we we have a, a task at hand, uh, and that is uh, we've been talking to our guests about their favorite Ninja Turtle things. Uh, and since you have big tubs of turtles at home, I'm sure there are five Ninja Turtle things that you would love to tell us about, Philip. And here's where I hand it to you. They're, they don't have to be in any kind of order or any kind of, you know, ranking. Just five things and go. All right. So uh, so the first thing would be, and I hate it, um, would be the, the Tecmo drone playset toy. And in the commercial, it looks so much more cooler. Just like all toys come out, it looks so much more cooler. But I could never get the, the eyeball to roll properly and off the ramp. So that was that was always kind of a pain. Um, next would be, um, I would say, all my, I still, so my mom kept all my dramas because, so I, my mom has a big, like, I don't know, three inch, three ring binder of all my pictures I've like drew in elementary to middle school. And um, in it is, I don't know if you remember the old printer paper and that was like perforated on the sides. So I used oh, to draw yeah, on that yeah, in her office. Yeah. So all of my Ninja Turtles had mushroom heads. Like they just had <laughs> straight up mushroom heads and then they go to this, you know, like that. So um, I still like those are like in plastic at the house, at her house. Wow. Um, let's let's so, also, so so how do we see the how do these see the light of day is, is the real question here. Um, I will take pictures of them and probably scan them on Thanksgiving when I go over there <laughs> oh, nice. and then shoot you them, shoot them to you. So you can see the terribleness of a six to maybe, I don't know, eight year old drawing, maybe five, four or five. That's when I was drawing all that stuff. Cause I was like reading her comic collection and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So she was a big proponent of, you know, supporting my, addiction to ninja turtles so she made me a Raphael costume but um my mom could sew so i don't know if she has a picture of this or not but um i need to check and see <laughs> but i still have the costume i still the costume still exists it's at the house it's at her house like all my <laughs> other ninja turtle stuff and i have this giant stuffed head and then you can see my face inside of Raphael's mouth and then, like the eye, I'm trying to give you a, like paint a visual for you. So <laughs> it's this big dome above me, looks like kind of a helmet, but stuffed. I have a shell covering. Um, I wore like a sweatsuit, like a green sweatsuit, and I had and she like sewed in um, the and you, I think she used ribbon for like the armbands, like the red armbands and stuff. And I used the size that came with my. I think it was a. 12 or 13 inch Raphael toy that I have. Um, I use the size I carried those around when I was trick or treating. So, <laughs> oh wow. So, yeah. Um, next will be this thing, and I wish I could tell you, y'all probably know who I'm talking Well, I don't know. It's a very obscure character. It's from the Archie comics, which is what I used to read. Mm -hmm. And um, I read them because. I mean, go to Super D or go to Sack and Save, and I go to the magazine rack, and there's Ninja Turtle comics. So yeah, they, they, they were the I ones that were available on newsstands, so that, that does make sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so um, I remember it being – those comics are great in their own right, mind you. 
Um, there was a portion, I remember Raphael having like an all-black costume. I thought that was like the coolest thing in the world. But it was this one character. Um, I can't remember if it was a sumo wrestler or what, but his, but his like catchphrase was Yo Soy. And that just stuck with me forever. Um, I don't, I don't know if he was a sumo wrestler or he was like El Mysterio or something like that. But um, oh, I, I, think I don't I know. know. I think I know who you're talking about. I think his um, there, there, there was a sumo wrestler who was like an Asian guy named Tattoo, but I don't think it was him. It, it couldn't have been him because yeah, tat- I remember Tattoo because I had this, I had that action figure. I still no, I still have that action figure. Um, but I can't remember. Who said yo? But that's just stuck out with me. It was like one of those things that and Armageddon and all that other stuff. But that quote, yo, yo, soy, just sticks out like a sore thumb. And that's the only thing I kind of remember. I don't remember any other phrases besides cowabunga, but I remember <laughs> like yo, soy <laughs> in that comic, in those comics. So it's just, it's just the most random thing. Well, um, I'm, 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 I'm going to be on the. While you tell tell us your next one, I'm gonna figure out who that was because I I'm pretty sure was it Crying Hound? I, uh, I don't know. I'll, I don't know. I'll figure it out. I don't. I don't know. With my last one, and Jeff probably remembers this is um the TMNT tournament fighters game. So this is a game I really wanted for Christmas, and I got it. But I didn't get the one. I didn't get the version I wanted, of course. Um, and I had a Super mm-hmm. Nintendo. I had a Nintendo, and I had a Sega Genesis. And I rented the Super Nintendo version. And I was like this, and I remember reading like Game Pro and Game Fan, and I was like, man, this game looks great. It plays great. Raphael had like I think he was throwing like a bunch of punches or something like that as a super move. Um, Michelangelo like. Or no, or Donatello called a dragon or something. It was crazy. All the super moves were crazy. And um, but I got the Genesis version. And Genesis version, the sound was kind of eh. It was kind of kind of muffled. Um, I it it had a couple. It didn't have the, like all the characters in the Super Nintendo game had. The graphics weren't as weren't as cool. It was it was a bit darker. So I think it took inspiration from like the original series. But I hated that game. It was notoriously hard. It was notoriously hard. But me and my god brothers would play it. And you could do taunts. And I remember playing with Casey Jones. And I would get beat. And what I would do was I would do a taunt. And he would go, so long, loser. And he could, um, I think he could throw a bomb or blow himself up. So I would just do that. To like end the round just as just as comedic effect um because you just thought that was just so 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 stupid um and you can do that with anything else uh i mean other characters could like taunt but i just remember casey jones could like throw bombs and you know he's out in space um and it's just ridiculous with i think triceraton was in that game too um but yeah that's that's my five ninja turtle things that really stand out for me this just in the character's name was el mysterio so i was right it was you were right yeah yeah uh he was i think he was only in one issue uh number 37 
And that's the that's the that's the only thing I remember was that. And I have a bunch of those issues still. But um, yeah, that stands out. I need to find that. I had to pull those long boxes out. Yeah, we, we've actually uh, covered a lot of this series on uh, Shellheads and rereading them because because it's it's the same series that I grew up watching. You know, reading. Um, you know, my mom worked at a grocery store, so she would just bring home the ones. And, you know, as they would hit the newsstands and then then for Christmas one year, she was like, I got you a, a subscription. So they'll just mail them to the house so I don't have to worry about it. I'm like, OK, mom. <laughs> and rereading them. That's awesome. I don't know if they've aged well. Um, a lot of them are very preachy when it comes to, like, um, global warming and stuff. Yeah, which is fine. You know, like it's 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 like that is a, a growing concern as, you know, the future gets closer to now. But in the 90s for a child to be preached at <laughs> in a turtles comic it's really weird you know uh but well, I know, like, we had like that was always the case they would like you know preach the uh save the environment stuff to the kids to tell the for so the kids would tell the adults what to do that's all that's what the plan was i think <laughs> or or eventually all that's these we got captain planet <laughs> Yeah, all these adults will be dead, yeah. <laughs> and these kids need to know the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, what did you think of uh, Philip's uh, f- five things? I had a it was it was fantastic. Um, very good uh, selections. I had a feeling he would talk about tournament fighters because we actually had this discussion, and um, I agree with him. I like the Super Nintendo version way better uh, than the Genesis one. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, like, I remember playing the Super Nintendo one, and I was just like, this isn't as good as Street Fighter. It was with that, that, like in the back of my head, and I just wasn't good at Street Fighter either. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just like, okay, this game's just not for me. Yeah. Like, I I actually found, like, I saw, a, I looked up a video, I think, a couple of weeks ago, and if they sh- they were showing stuff that you could do in the game. I was like, wait, I've never done that. Like chaining combos and all that stuff. I'm like, wow, this is okay. There's some intricacies here. Like it's a lot deeper than I thought it was because the game's still hard. Um, but um, I just I love the look of it and, and the designs and of course the the artwork on in the uh, in the booklet uh, was fantastic. Um, for it as well. Mm. Can I um I'm, I should have asked this earlier. Can I do an honorable mention on something? Oh please, yes, go for it. Okay, so my honorable mention, my sixth thing would be in the arcade version, and I never understood why this was. It probably had to be like graphic limitations. Um, my sixth thing would be Michelangelo's color bandana color being yellow instead of <laughs> orange. And it always intrigued me. I was like, man, why did it just be yellow? And then I remember drawing and coloring one day, and my guy was like, why did you color it yellow? I was like, it's yellow at the arcade. And he's like, but it's orange. I'm like, yeah, but it's yellow at the arcade, so I want these to be the arcade versions. And um, <laughs> I remember we got into like a big fight about that. Like, it shouldn't be yellow. I was like, well, they're I think they're all supposed to be red. I, you see this poster I got on my wall, right? It's all red here, so what does it mean? What difference does it make? <laughs> Now, was that the the first game or the second arcade game? The first. It was the first. Um. One. Yeah. Yeah, it was the first one. 
because because even because even the, the even the like re re the repro like uh arcade one up one they put the yellow masks on it that's so trippy damn i never noticed that now i'm gonna go look and see never noticed that no wow well i'm i probably did but it's been a while since i've seen yeah. you know the cabinets what, what what I think is really funny, you know, we talk about, you know, the mask color and it, it was real weird. You know, as a kid, they released that mass market video game on the NES that is just a terrible video game. Right. But yeah. on the cover of it, they all have red bandanas or red masks. And there's no explaining as to why. Because <coughs> in the game, they're the right colors, but on the cover, they're all red, and it's because yeah. it's pulled directly from, like, the issue four of volume one. But it's it's just so weird, because even as a kid, I was like, this, someone messed up, right? Someone had to mess up, or they just didn't care. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that seems to be the prevailing thing with a lot of old Ninja Turtles stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it it made me just one, the one QA guy. <laughs> Uh, but hey, that I think that does it. We're we're pretty much at time. Oh yeah, yeah. We we've gone our fifteen. Um, Philip, I, one more time. Tell us tell us more about Offbeat before we wrap this up. Um. Okay. So yeah, with Offbeat, like I said, it was an alternative culture store that sells records, comics, designer toys. Um. We are pretty much the only thing like that in the South, from far as I'm hearing. <laughs> I've been there seven years, and um. It's it's really weird because it's, it's it's funny when people are like there's nothing like this here and I'm like ain't you from Atlanta and they're like yeah but we don't have anything like this and I'm like okay <laughs> so we try to you know have like really unique stuff that you can't find everywhere or at your typical comic shop or record store but we do sell some stuff online um, most of the stuff that we have in the shop is online it's, with the exception of single issue comics and. Um, Pre-loved records um, is just too much to put, <laughs> um, categorize, and in, do inventory online. But you can always pay us a visit. And um, we do do a live stream, which we'll be starting back up soon in December, where we can, um, on Pop Shop Live, you can find us at Offbeat JXN. And you can uh, shop live. I'll be showing you the store. And you can, like, say, hey, I want that. And shipping is, like, six bucks flat for the entire, for whatever you buy. So you can like shop in store virtually like that as well too. So, and as well as offbjxn.com. So, thanks. Cool, cool, That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Philip, I thank you for being on our special Christmas episode. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned. Thank you, Philip. That was wonderful. Uh, Jeff, are you ready for another voicemail? I am ready, Sergio. Okay, this one's short, uh, and I I have a feeling that you might even know this dude. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but it's a short one, so I don't know how much we're going to have to say, but here we go. Time to hit play. Hey, what's going on? Uh, my name's Ryan, and uh, I'm from Brandon, Mississippi. And I just thought I'd uh, talk about the flipping Ninja Turtles, Teenage Ninja Turtles. Uh, one of my favorite toys growing up was uh, Leonardo. Uh, flipping Ninja Turtle that was on my birthday cake when I was about eight or nine years old. So, yeah, I just thought I'd leave that comment. Pretty cool toy. All right, see y'all later. Bye. 
I, I like that he ends it by saying, see us later. Do, do you know that they got Ryan? It Maybe. I mean, I know a Ryan. But um, you're not sure if that is the Ryan, your Ryan? It's really hard to tell with the voicemail, you know, because it sounds different. That's uh, true. That's true. So and, I'll and, find and, out. And, and him ending it with see you guys later makes it seem really like, like I live near you. Yeah. I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I like that voice. I liked all these, all the voicemails that came through. Yeah. Uh, do you remember I, the flipping Ninja Turtles? I I don't. If I remember the ones that he's specifically talking about, they ha- they were like wind up toys. Yeah. That you like wound them up and they would flip almost like one of those uh little r- what were what were they uh like frogs? Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, but since we have the power of the internet here, we can just Google flipping Ninja Turtles and see if I was right. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Google's not being real nice to us here. And also, he didn't give an age, so I don't know if, if the flipping Ninja Turtles he's talking about were like in the 80s or from like 2K3. I'm thinking maybe 2K3. Try that. I, do, you, do you think? Let's say 2003. Or it could have been just like a cake decoration. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Totally different ballgame. Like that, that 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 just speaks to the scope of exactly how how much turtle stuff there is. Oh, yeah. The, you know. Uh, so, so, Ryan, thank you for your voicemail. Uh, we're going to move to... Our next guest, uh, his name is Jamal, and Jamal has a lot to say about video games. So, Jamal, take it from here. Well, actually, it's not going to be Jamal. It's going to be me talking to Jamal. But so I guess, hey, Sergio, take it from here. And we're back. Uh, so so uh, we're, we're it's still Christmas. That's what we're doing here. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, we have a very special guest with us. I, 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 he, he actually messaged me a while back about, hey, I freaking love Ninja Turtles. I want to be on the show at some point. I'm like, oh, you know what? I can make that happen. Well, here is me making that happen. Got Jamal Catchings. Hello, everyone. Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, how, how? Let's see. How how can I re- re- refer to you? Like you're like a like a like a local nerd guy like um what's 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 the the best way to describe your being i would like to say a local appreciator of nerdy entertainment how about that there you go there seems like a mouthful but i kind of like the it kind of it sounded cool in my head (laughs) like what's like like what is the equivalent of a mall rat for offbeat that would be me. I'd be okay. the textbook definition. We'll just call them Jamals from now on. It's like, oh, you're one of the Jamals. My goodness. <laughs> no, no. I'm not sure. Let me <laughs> think about that one for a bit. I got his dad joke pants on. All right, all right. <laughs> and you know what? I'm gonna just throw it to you. It can be five, five things, five turtles things. It can be a TV show. It can be an episode of a TV show. It can be a movie. It can be a game. It can be some stupid line that Michelangelo said in 1987. Like it can be whatever you want. Five things. What are your 
just one at a time. We'll talk about each one of them. What are your favorite turtle things, Joel? Let's see. For me, I would like to say top five Ninja Turtle video games, since oh. that is technically how I was introduced to the to the series. Let's see. Well, you have Jeff's uh, attention. Oh, yeah. Let's see. The first one I played, well, I'm going to go in not, no specific order. It's just like, let's say, by relevance, I guess, what, I, what I've played. Okay. Makes sense, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> the first one would definitely be the Turtles in Time on Super NES because I didn't know that there was an arcade version of that one because well, I guess I've never seen any around town, but I played the Turtles in Time on Super NES. That game solidified my interest in the Turtles in general, and I love a good side scroll beat up. Okay, okay. Like, I would say that 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 game kind of holds the title right now as best turtles game. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, because let's see, it has a lot of nods and references. I'm not a huge fan of the turtles videos, video games, but I can appreciate when I play turtles in time. I appreciate it because it's entertaining. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What else you got? um, What's next? Let's see. For the second one, I would like to say uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 2K3 video game based off the TV show. Oh, like like for uh, GameCube and Xbox and PlayStation 2? Yes, and I had it on GameCube and Game Boy Advance, and they were both fun. I enjoyed them both equally. I like the gamecube the console version better because you can have like two to four people playing at the same time and it was it was fun like me and some relatives would like do two player or four player it was it was a great time and now the game boy advanced version is more of a side scroll and beat them up where you just beat up foot soldiers and move to the right and that's just about it yeah yep but yep. um those games were like my first, like, new my my first experience with the 2K3, and then when I played it, I watched the show. And I've been obsessed ever since. That's cool. Uh, I, again, was not a huge fan of those games because they made three of those, <laughs> I think. But you really hit on one of the one of the, really the only thing that I got joy out of was the multiplayer because oh, yeah. it's so hectic and chaotic. You get three other dudes in a room you're going to have a good time regardless of how bad the game might be. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And so. actually my next two one, my next two are multiplayer based. And the first one is Tim and T mutant melee. That was for the GameCube, PS2 and Xbox. It was a 3d fighting game based off the 2k three storyline. Mm-hmm. And it's about the same as the, after the previous game, the 2k3 game but just fighting game like you got the turtles you got casey april the hun shredder blender is all playable characters and i think you can play as a triceraton which is a first yeah um that game it had a lot of crazy rules like if you threw items at people they could get like debuffs or if you break certain items you get buffs and he also had like a bunch of it was like a bunch of weapons, like swords, hammers, 
all kinds of crazy. And and it's funny because I got that game for Christmas in like 2003, not 2003, it was 2004. And I think that was before the Battle Nexus season came out. And I saw all the alien characters, and I was confused until I saw them <laughs> in the show. I was like, oh. So I kind of got like a sneak peek of these strange aliens. Yeah. I Like, I remember, because, you know, I'd played the three previous ones, because that's who I am. You know, I play all the trolls. Yeah. And uh, they kind of just announced Mutant Melee, like, hey, we're not doing these regular games anymore. Here's a fighting one. You know, it's it's, it's very in line with the Super Nintendo era. Or not the Super Nintendo era, the, the like the NES era where they had three yeah. games and then a fighting game. So I was like, okay, whatever. I like Smash Brothers. Let me try it out. And and you're right. It's another experience that is heightened by having people there to interact with. Yeah. Because everyone has their favorite turtle, you know? Oh, yeah. I definitely picked Donatello for the most part. There, there was a. There was a character in that name game. Or there was a character in that game named Sleeg. Yes, the lizard alien. Yes, I remember him. Like, was he in anything else? I don't recognize this guy at all. I don't know. I think he was only in the 2K3 world because I remember seeing him in the Battle Nexus season. I think that was season two or three. But uh, outside of that, I don't think he really exists. Sleeg. Sleeg. Oh, yep. Trust the guy with that name. There he is. He's, yeah. He was in Turtles in Space Part 3, The Big House. Okay, that guy. Oh, I remember him now. All right, all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, that's a deep cut. Seriously. Like, I, I've always wondered if he'll ever come back, but I doubt it. (laughs) <laughs> that that's going to be one of the next NECA figures. They're like, uh, that's what we're going to pull out of our butts. Sleep. Uh, what's next? Let's see. The next multiplayer game would definitely be TMNT Tournament Fighters. I'm sure you're familiar with this one. Um, it was on Sega Genesis and um, Super NES. And both and of them had alternate NES. covers. It actually was on NES as well. That's it's right. Extremely hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the uh, arcade game on the NES, super hard to find. Kind of hard, harder than that. Way harder than that to find. Yeah. Really? It's like yeah, one of the rarest games because it was kind of towards the end of the life of the system. And so yeah. it did not get a very large print run. Yeah. Uh, but, um, the thing is with tournament fighters, I didn't start playing this until like college because at that time I was getting into fighting game tournaments. And so whenever I'd go to one, I'd see like a side tournament over on like on one side of the room and there's some guys playing a Ninja Turtles fighting game. I was like, oh wow, I've never seen this before. And so I played it for a good while. I learned a lot and I lost a lot, but I had fun either way. <laughs> But um, I would definitely play this if I could. I mean, if emulation wasn't like almost non-existent, I would definitely like try to play it more. But if you could, 
play it at the Warp Zone Arcade, Jamal. That's true. Oh yeah, that's right. And and it's it's okay. You can admit you can admit here that you play emulated games. We won't we won't tell anybody. This like Nintendo's space, not thank Nintendo's not listening to this. Oh thank goodness. I can I feel like I can breathe now. Yeah. But yeah. But Nintendo, if you are listening, remember he hangs out at Offbeat. Oh no. In Jackson, oh, no. Mississippi. We're gonna tweet. We're gonna quick tweet the photo out. <laughs> the, oh the, no. <laughs> the, the, the real funny thing about tournament fighters is, you know, you say, oh, it's on Genesis and it's on SNES. It those were two different games. Like if all three versions of this game are drastically different. And no one really questioned it because that's how it was back then. It's kind of yeah. like Aladdin on the Super NES is very different than the Sega Genesis version. Yeah. Like they're two completely different games. Yep. And they're both they're both really good for what they are. Oh yeah, I agree. But most everybody remembers the Genesis one. Yeah. Yeah. So so one more question about tournament fighters. So you, you yes. say you go to fighting game tournaments. That's that's cool. Like that's a cool guy thing to do. <laughs> like have you ever just rolled up into a fighting game tournament and there was like a side side bet where like there was a group of dudes playing tournament fighters. Like it was like, Hey man, come back to the hotel room. We're going to be playing tournament fighters till two in the morning for money. Like does does that happen? Um, I haven't came across it yet, but I won't doubt it. <laughs> Cause that sounds very real because I've been in hotel rooms and we're just playing the same game for two hours and, it feels like time just stood still. All right. All right. Then, but, um, Jeff, that's what we need to do. We need what? to crash a video game tournament <laughs> and bring tournament fighters. Oh, okay. Hey, we could do that. Yeah, yeah. Sounds fun. Uh, what is your number five? Let's see. My number well, five, is that f- is a good question. They're, they're not in order. So what's what's your fifth one? There we go. I would like to say the original arcade game. Okay. Like the original TMNT arcade game. That I owned that one on Xbox 360 when it was available. And that made me want to look up look more into it because again, I didn't really play the arcade games because they were very scarce or I just never seen one. But um when I played in like the digital versions, I really enjoyed it a lot. And going back and again I did some emulation. I dug <laughs> up a, arca- a CPS2 um, arcade emulator, played the, uh, put it on my computer, and played basically played both arcade games with some friends, and it was the best thing ever. Like, kind of sucks that I had to cheat, but you know, sometimes you gotta do things. Sometimes you gotta go off the beaten path. Now, when you when you say cheat, like, do you mean by doing the emulation? Yes. I wouldn't necessarily say that's cheating. Like, in the sense of, if these games are not available, and they yeah. really aren't on any uh, besides the arcade one up machine, yeah, mm-hmm. they're not available digitally or physically, or not or at least digitally, um, yeah. anywhere. So, I don't see a problem with you know playing it however you can play it. Now, if there's an official version, yes, I'm going to support that 100%. 
but come on. I, I want to play the stuff that I love and enjoy. So nobody would fault you for that, especially not us. True. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate those words. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did a lot of emulation back then, but I mean, like you said, it wasn't available and the only means to get it now are ridiculously expensive. Yeah. <clears throat> That's true. That's true. Uh <laughs> but um the the first arcade game takes the last spot. Okay. Because okay. despite missing out on the whole arcade cabinet craze of the 80s and 90s, I still felt that same feeling I would have if I had experienced it in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 funny that you uh you you know you refer to that cabinet as being scarce. What that tells me, like that that just informs me of your age. Uh, so yeah. I, I I would I would take it that you're significantly younger than Jeff Jeff and myself. Uh, oh yes, I'm 28. Oh okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because when 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 <laughs> I was a child, 29. N- Ninja Turtles cabinets were all over the place. Like that first yeah. that first game was everywhere. I played it yeah. significantly at a local uh, skating rink in South Jackson. I played it at North Park Mall in their arcade. Yeah. Yeah, see, now my mom wouldn't let me go into arcades because she said that's where you get drugs. And I mean, she's not, she wasn't wrong. She wasn't eventually, wrong. Eventually, but, some sketchy places, but not but Like, if you have a child that might be interested in drugs, don't tell him where to find them. Yeah. Seriously. That makes him more curious. Right. It's just kind of disappointing uh, that, like, there are, you know, like, okay, well, hey, that's Jamal. Thank you so much for your five. Uh, Ninja Turtle things. Um, I did not think that you would go all video games, but that's perfectly fine. Now I don't have to listen oh, yeah. to Jeff's list. So, hey. <laughs> so like, kudos to you, my sir. Uh, Thank you. I don't know who's next uh, because we haven't recorded it yet. So stay tuned. All right, that that was Jamal Catchings. Uh, we didn't really get into the story about him saving us at the the uh, at the Mississippi Comic Con, did we? Our hero, Our, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jamal was literally single handedly the reason we were on time for our panel. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of grabbed our hands and said, "Just follow me. Just just follow me. I'll I'll get you through this 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 congestion." I literally like when I go to a flashback, I literally saw him part the people like the Red Sea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so I, we can't thank Jamal enough. Yes. Thank you, Jamal. Uh, OK, we have one more voicemail. Uh, before we kick it to our final guest, do you want to dive right in? Yes, let's. OK. Greetings, Sergio. Hello, Jeff. This is Tyler from Southern Ohio. My favorite TV series is the 2012 Nicktoon. Here's a hot take for you. The Baby Turtles, as seen in that season five flashback episode that was written by Kevin Eastman, cuter than Baby Yoda. That's right. I said that. Favorite movie, Batman versus the TMNT. It's a masterpiece. It's a tour de force. It should have won an Oscar. It should have gotten a Cannes, won a Palmed or whatever that is. It won my heart. That's for sure. My favorite thing that's ever been said on the podcast is when Sergio was talking about his kids. 
Uh, his daughter, I think, he said that he could never get her to comment on anything Turtles related, except to say, Dad, why is all this stuff in my way? Hilarious. <laughs> Last but not least, I just want to remind you guys that Jesus is the reason for the season. God sent his son into the world to die on the cross in the place of sinners that we might have forgiveness for our sins and eternal life. It's my hope that you would repent and believe. Merry Christmas to shellheads everywhere and to all a Calabunga. <laughs> Merry Christmas to, and, and to all a cowabunga is probably the best way to, to, to end this episode, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. I totally forgot that I told that story about uh, Maddie just being completely unentertained by Ninja Turtles. But yeah, that, that totally happened, and I did tell that here. So. I don't expect anything less from your children. <laughs> I really don't. Just, they have just, failed you. They have failed you, sir. Just, just complete indignation. Just when they start peeling their own chicken nuggets and asking for holy balls to put mac and cheese in, you know, I just kind of lose it. Look, look, okay, okay. You can't just throw those things around without qualifying them. So, so, <laughs> so the holy bowl thing. <laughs> He was ma- he, he was making mac and cheese, and like he knows how to make it. But I was watching him to make sure that he knows how to make it. Uh, my son Lucas and uh, I was like, okay, then what do you do next? You know, it's like prove to me that you can cook this. And he was like, okay, uh, well, you, we boiled the macaroni and cheese. Now we put it in the whole bowl. <laughs> and I'm like, you do what? He's like, you know, the bowl with all the holes in it. And I was like, the colander. It's like, yeah, the whole bowl. <laughs> it's a better name for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I guess that's just what we call it now. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah. It's a, I, I, I really liked how much he liked um, Batman versus TMNT. I oh, yeah. can't agree with his his assessment that it's the best tur- his, his favorite Turtles movie. To each their own. But I mean, I can see that because it's like probably well, okay. Look at it from the point of view of the best Turtles movie that's like come out in forever. <laughs> that's true <laughs> so let's let's put it's, it in that context it, it's it's probably the best turtles movie of the century yeah i mean if it's his favorite that's great oh, course, yeah we yeah. absolutely love that freaking movie uh well with that said uh before we get out of here we have one more guest and he uh, also is familiar he popped up uh, on an episode a while back to tell us about a video game thing for the for a new segment uh and if if any of you uh happen to also listen to uh, any of the Reality Breached podcasts uh, or uh, one of our sister shows, Debriefing and Cocktails podcast, which he hosts. Uh, this is going to be Reed Walker, uh, one of my best friends and co-creator of Reality Breached. So we're going to throw it over to that segment now, and I guess we'll wrap this up when we're done. God, I love being a turtle! We're just burning through all of these, uh, these um, segments, aren't we, Jeff? We indeed we are, Sergio. Uh, th- this time, Reed Walker, co-creator of Reality Breached, is on the line with us now. And uh, since he's around our age, he by default has five favorite Ninja Turtles things. And since I was like, who should be on this show? Why not Reed Walker? Mm. Okay, he's so, so excited to be here. So so so, so Reed, excited. Reed, how how's it going? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's going fine. You know, it's, 
Nice to be here and talk with you again. Well, this is Shellheads. This isn't Reality Breach. We can't do our, our, our usual uh, tomfoolery like we, like we do on our other show. We, we actually have to be a bit more buttoned up over here. Apologies. Please, please move on, Captain. Yeah, yeah. We, here we talk about Ninja Turtles and only Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. So, sir, uh, as, as we've asked all of our guests, um, what are your five favorite Ninja Turtles things? So I found one thing that's very interesting is the is color theory with the Ninja Turtles, which I haven't done a deep dive into, but I've dived a little bit because I have my own under my own research on color theory. But I've really enjoyed looking into it, what little I have for the Ninja Turtles. And further, furthermore to that, that it's all just a happy accident. Uh, well, well, let's let's talk about co- color theory. Like, what do you what do you mean when you say color theory? Well, so so and just to start from the beginning of it, of this again, originally they didn't want they didn't even think anything of it. But later, when they did add the colors, you can really take each of these colors to kind of have uh, inherent associations or explicit associations. Like it depends on your society, depends on your culture kind of thing. So say for instance here, if I'm not mistaken, something like red, right? So you have Raphael being red. A traditional thing is associated with red is passion and violence and fire and war and things like that. So the passion and violence really aligned to him in terms of his actual personality interestingly enough uh but on the other hand just point out about the culture like red and chinese culture is luck oriented so that that's all just to say color theory can mean different things in different places so i am using like the u.s concept of or the western concept of color theory Okay. So in addition to that, with Leon, with Raphael starting with that, with Raphael being red and passion, orange is typically seen as an energetic and creative kind of color, and demands attention, similar to how yellow can and red, as it ma- as it's made up of those. And Michelangelo is the youngest one. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Traditionally, yes. Traditionally, and orange also means health and vitality so vitality could be interpreted as youthfulness so very very apt for michelangelo the the only one that doesn't really seem to fit to be kind of quick run through it real quick the blue is calmness and responsibility and leadership strength and reliability and spirituality in a lot of cases so Mm -hmm. i think that fits uh leonardo pretty well for at least I, I would agree. Yeah. Through it. Purple, on the other hand, is probably the only one that's probably has the least amount of associations to Donatello, at least again in the little research I got to do. The general stereotype of purple is royalty and wealth, which I don't think that's any reasonable association to, to Donatello, let alone any of them. The only one I seem to find was creativity and imagination is some is uh, associated with purple, which yeah. that, that kind of 
their kind of stuff. Maybe not creativity as much. I mean, it, it still probably does apply, but imagination seemed really apt for all the inventions that he has, right? The, the color <laughs> theory of the turtles has been is a real interesting uh, aspect of the show, it, all from being just a happy accident. That is like, I've never thought about that, but it does make sense, you know? Um, yeah. It, but it also makes absolute sense that they didn't, <laughs> they didn't think yeah. twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause I'm, I'm sure, you know, when you're in a, a meeting with say playmates and, you know, whoever else was, you know, in the room, they didn't have access to the internet to look up all this stuff and they weren't going to take a trip to the library to find a book on <laughs> color theory. Right. You know, they're just like, Oh, blue. That seems cool. Yeah. Let's put it on Leonardo. Yeah. They, who knows? They might've had the simplest of color associations and just ran with it. Maybe, maybe who knows? Who knows? Let's move on to your next thing. My next thing is a childhood thing. So from some, something big, dumb and dorky or nerdy or something to even care about to something possibly it's a very sentimental memory for me where, so when I was a kid, so let's see what the original show was like 87 to 95, 96. Is that right? But around there. Yeah. Something like that. So I guess I'm, you know, I guess I'm five, six, seven, eight, somewhere there, 83. So one thing I had when I was growing up, I, I did have, I was fortunate enough to get a good handful of the toys or at least the ones I wanted. You know, I don't not to say I had a ton, but I definitely got the ones I think I wanted. But one thing I never got, and I don't know if they even had back then was like a, a, a base for the Ninja Turtles, which I think is a pretty prominent thing now for, for super, for characters like this. Like, a, like, you mean like a playset that's like their sewer? Yeah, kind of, yeah. And <laughs> so I didn't have that, if they even had it at all. So what I did was I took a shoebox and cut out four, four or five, at least four, four circles and glued styrofoam cups to those circles on the outside. And that ended up being the sewer home for the Ninja Turtles for me. And they would sleep in those styrofoam cups. In my closet. Oh, and I, look at that. I thought I was I thought I was brilliant. And I colored I put a stripe on each cup so I would know which one went where, which one was their bed. And then didn't put a stripe. If I had splinter, I don't I don't know if I I really don't know if I had splinter or not. I feel like I might have though. But yeah, that that's probably the closest like sentimental, very personal thing I ever had with the Ninja Turtles was I made a sewer home for them. <laughs> and I thought it was the greatest thing. Well, well, creative. Yeah, I, I was about to say, like, Reed is really giving off a purple aura right now. Purple aura. <laughs> yeah, purple aura. Aura, 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 aura. Oh, oh no. <laughs> All right, we're moving on to another another thing here. We we lightning. Let me know when we're lightning rounding. No, no, we're we're making good time. So, all right. Um, let's see another thing. So, so let's see. My favorite Ninja Turtle is one I'm gonna go with, and my favorite one is Leonardo. (coughs) 
partially because of course it is. I, I like the blue. I do. But he kind of fits the archetype of like a lot of characters I typically enjoy or appreciate. Like take, you know, X-Men. I like Cyclops. Generally, I, I don't care for emo Cyclops very much. But like straight up, I'm the I'm the flip flopping leader of the X Men, and I'm gonna do this thing that that Cyclops like X Men animated series Cyclops. Even yeah, he's still not perfect, but anyway, you get it. I, I like the leader character, or or a Captain America type person who's just he's just a good guy, or at least tries to be. No, I don't know Leonardo very well from the comics, so I just kind of take him from the show is basically like the show and the movies. Mm-hmm. I, I take it. He's still pretty. He's, he's generally youthful. Like he's, he's not captain America in any really right. Like he's captain America's kind of perfect and kind of makes the best moral sort of decisions. And maybe they're his opinions of, in some cases, but like he's generally a very good person and he doesn't really give into bad emotions all the time. Uh, kind of fair. I, yeah, and I would say like Leonardo does of the turtles lines up, you know, the most with um, Captain America. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I would agree with that in that specific statement. Who lines up the closest? It, yeah, I would assume it is him. But that said, does he still have this youthful behavior where he does do immature things or makes, you know, uh, impatient decision you know these he makes bad decisions off of emotions these kinds of things is he still kind of like that because he is a teenage mutant ninja turtle yeah i was i was no go ahead jeff go ahead oh uh, let me take this one it really depends on the iteration the one where that is most Mm. clear is rise of the tmnt oh yeah you're yeah you yeah yeah i've seen just a few episodes of that but yeah he's definitely well but he's not the leader in most of that series no he's not Okay, yeah. and that and that's probably why. But that's still. But you're right. Yeah, that's a good point. He was definitely not that character in that one. Yeah, which is 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 a nice refreshing change of pace. As in other iterations, he's just kind of he's always that, and he's just kind of as as Sergio and I have Sergio and I have talked about this. He's a little dull, but in in Rise, he is a freaking riot. I, and I, I could see that, yeah. And and for better or worse, this is kind of probably the only way you can really, again, not comic stuff, but it's the only way you can really kind of freshen the characters up, right? Is really divert them from what they've been. It well, it depends. IDW is freshened. It, IDW is freshened it pretty good. And and that's the comics, right? Yeah, yeah. One of my other favorite things is the. Team and T movies, two thousand seven, eight. Six? I think it was oh seven, yeah. Oh seven. Okay. One of those. Um, that is probably one of my preferred movies. While I do like the original live action one, not to say that it's bad. It's I like the the. I think the main thing that really propels that movie up is kind of the. Uh, the personalities and relationships going on in the movie, but and, and I mean it's probably obvious, but the the Leo Raph dynamic in that movie is really good, and, and the first one obviously does it well, seems to do it well to me, 
but this one seems to do it that much better. On top of it is an interesting arc in that Raph starts off as the Night Watcher. Yeah, Night yeah. Watcher. Yeah, Night Watcher. Watcher. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, and I think that's a really that's just a really interesting story point to start from for him, and then it culminate in that Leo coming back around and Raph having beef with him for being gone. But Leo thinks he's doing it for the right reasons to be better for them, and mm-hmm. and, and and this situation really collides. So it's just really, uh, it's just really well done. And so overall, I just like that movie. Plus, it also has Patrick Stewart, and that's okay. awesome. Uh, and I do, I do like what's his name, Winters. I think Patrick Stewart's character's name, the bad Max guy, Max Winters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay, Max Winters. I I like his arc, too. I think he's actually a, you know, and I don't know very much about a lot of the TMNT villains. I think he's a reasonable, albeit maybe generic, sympathetic kind of villain where he's he's been immortal for, for, for however long. So he understands and wants it gone, but his brothers and sisters have come back. And it's all new to them, so they want it. They they want the immortality that they have. So that that's all kind of interesting. They, I, I know they don't do too much with that in there, but I, I still liked it. So just I like that 2007 movie, man. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 very it's underrated. It's I would agree. Underrated. That's a good way to put it. I would agree. Yeah. I think it's rather underrated. Like and the. Le- Go ahead, Sergio. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You're going to your last thing. That's that's good. Okay. <laughs> I was actually going to say, let me go into my last thing before Sergio forces me into forces me out of here. <laughs> uh, I guess the last thing, and this still kind of connects to 2007's movie, is family. I, I like the family dynamic. It, I really want a Fast and Furious TMNT crossover. Damn. I think that... I almost cussed right there. Look at that. Uh, I was like, dang it, you beat me to it. I was going to make a Fast and Furious joke. Uh, you, you suck, though, so I'll take it from here, chief. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's really fun. That's something you don't get from a lot of these. Uh, I'm just going to akin them to superheroes enough. You don't get this dynamic, I don't think, from too many. Like, maybe Fantastic Four. That's the only one I can really think of offhand. And they're not even, you only have two of them that are blood related in that series. And they're kind of treated as like, like Sue Storm to Johnny Storm is like kind of motherly, if I'm not mistaken. So this one to have them all be in their, their own peer group, they're all brothers. And they're not even like, oh, I'm the brother who, who made it in this world and has a career. And you're the little brother who's going to college now, or, you know, there, there's nothing like that. They're all in the same age range with each other. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting. They don't even have that uh big brother, little brother, middle brother. Maybe you got maybe that's something else and you guys would have to tell me, but they don't even have that kind of dynamic. So it's uh, they, they're they, all they, they've they've I wouldn't say it's something that is prevalent, but it does rear its head every once in a while. And and I guess I could see that cuz Michelangelo's kind of cons- but is it more based on their personality than their birth order like like older brother almost defaults 
to being a certain way to younger brother because he's older? Or is it because Leonardo's just the leader? Right? Like, is he just treating Michelangelo because Michelangelo's immature? Not because he's little brother. A little bit of both. As I said, it's it's not okay. something that's that's you know a, a, an ongoing through line, but you know they have you know referred to Leo as the older brother. They have referred to Mikey as the younger brother in 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 certain iterations. Okay. Do you, so do so, you so it, get, it happens. It's just not very often. Is there ever a middle brother? Like has that ever been classified or, or clarified in any sort of way? Not not in fiction. No, like like pr- pr- promotional material may you know say okay. Yeah, maybe it has all their ages. Purpose, you know, but but no, it's mm-hmm. it's never come up in the fiction. Oh, uh, okay. I, I think that could, that could probably be a funny a funny bit to to work with one day if they ever wanted to do that. Like have kind of play off the the sibling positions. Look, it's like all of it's confusing to me because they're turtles, which means that they hatched from eggs. Do they remember hatching from those eggs? Do they know? Yeah. Yeah. Do they know that they're older than they're? Yeah, it's 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 confusing. Oh, well, it I mean, I I, I guess you don't have an answer to that question. then, huh? No, they don't. Do they remember their lives as turtles? Jeff. Um, I don't, I don't think so. Like, I, I, I vaguely remember there being a couple of instances where they refer to times in the, you know, in the bowl. (laughs) But, but it's not like they're telling long tales of, you know, fighting as they came out of the eggs or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Does it does it seem like the earliest recollection they have as a family is as they've already been uh, affected by the ooze? Yes. Like they don't remember anything pre ooze. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Reed. Okay. All right. Bye, Jeff. <laughs> Bye, Reed. <laughs> oh, he actually left. That was Reed Walker. <laughs> you can find him on Reality Breached. Uh, he was the host of Debriefing and Cocktails, and he's the co-creator. Uh, he's not here to hear it, but thank you, Reed, for joining us. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I don't know what's coming up next, so stick around. Uh, thanks for listening so far. Uh, more to come. God, I love being a turtle. Okay, we're back, Jeff. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Sergio. How did this go? How did this go? How did did, did you like how this was was put together? I did. I did. I, I like the listener uh, call-in stuff a lot. That was really, really cool. That um, that may be one of my favorite things about this episode. It's just yeah, it's like, not out my favorite thing. Because, like, again, we have fans. Like, that <laughs> That concept just is it, – it blows my mind because it's like, hey, we're just two guys farting around talking about Ninja Turtles – and to hear from people from all, you know, all different, you know, states, you know, again, it blows my mind. It warms my heart. Thank you guys so much. Um, thank you to Lexi D, to Turtle Bar Stool Guy, <laughs> Philip, Ryan, Tyler, Reed, anybody else that I missed. Thank you all so much. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. 
Thank you for listening. We're very, very happy to be able to be a part of your lives. Uh, and thank you for being a part of our lives. It, it really means a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with this also being the Christmas episode, this means it's also the last episode of the year. This being year three. Is it year three? Yeah. Year three. Yeah. Of Shellheads. Uh, we, we, we've done a lot. We've, we've watched a lot. We've read a lot. Uh, and what I want to put out there for the world, uh, for year four is we want to hear more from you. Like, as we both said, we really liked what happened in this episode and uh, we want more interaction. So I, I, I promise to be more active on our social medias. Uh, and we want you to interact with us. You know, if, if you've got a message to send, send it. If there's a, if there's a, turtles topic that we haven't talked about that you want to hear us talk about let us know i consider myself pretty versed on everything that's out there but i'm sure there's something that i'm missing yeah and i I like hearing stories about how you know turtles has impacted you know your life um i like i like the little personal stories i'd like to hear more of that yeah like what and, turtles means to you, you know, what's your you know favorite stuff? Of course, we talked about some of that, but I, we would love to know more. Right, right. And and I'll probably end up putting the phone number somewhere because like f- f- on a permanent basis, because it's not going anywhere. Uh, so, so here's the number six, five, seven, three, three, nine, zero, four, two, six. I'll probably bake that into our, either our intro or outro or something. So be on the look, be on the look for that. And Jeff, do you know what we're talking about next time? I do not. Cause remember you've got the spreadsheet. Okay. Well, it, let me, I'll give you a clue. It's episode 80. Wow. 80 episodes. Yeah. It's a character spotlight. It's absolutely a character spotlight. Care, care to uh, throw any predictions as to what character? I'm not going to say what I normally say because I'm just going to be let down. It's not Ace Duck. No. <sighs> Mondo Gecko? <laughs> <laughs> no. I did consider doing a Mighty Mutanimal spotlight, but yeah, yeah, not quite yet. Not yet. Well, we could be here all night, me guessing. Then let's just go. Let's say he's not actually a character, uh, but it's definitely playing into your hand because it's Metalhead. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so tune in next time. Uh, actually, tune in next year for episode 80, uh, the first episode of 2022, where we talk about Metalhead. Um, between now and then, Jeff. What are you up to? As always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade. Uh, we have a lot to offer uh, from retro to modern uh, games. Uh, we also do uh, weekly Smash Brothers tournaments uh, hosted um, or sponsored by uh, Mississippi Smash, uh, North, Central, and South Mississippi's largest Smash Brothers group. Um uh, so please come join us uh, if you if you've got the skills uh, to enter the tournaments and uh, come check out our mini plethora of games that we have to offer. Uh, we'd love to see you and have you come game with us. Where can we find you, Sergio? You can find me on realitybreach.com. Right now, uh, I am organizing our recording of our Spider-Man No Way Home podcast. Ooh. Uh, which me and you may record a piece of tonight. Who knows? 
that should be dropping probably at Christmas or right after Christmas. Don't know yet. Uh, and we might squeeze a Hawkeye episode in before the end of the year, but uh, it's a hard stop at the end of the year before we do the reboot. So after that, we're going dark. Okay. So, uh, Jeff, that that's that's it for Christmas, man. It's been a good year. Has been it has, it's been for, a very good year for for turtles fandom. We ate good this year, Sergio. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> my wallet didn't, but that's a different. Oh, um, and, and it, at times my didn't mine didn't either. So, all right. Uh, well, tune in next time. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff, and we're shellheads. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.